bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and you are in for a real treat today because I have three of my favorite people on the show all at one time, and we're going to talk about one of my very favorite topics, and that is education and leadership for young people with disabilities. Let me tell you, I have three outstanding, exceptional people Leaders, friends on the show today, and let me introduce them first. Ms. Debbie Scott, Transition Teacher of the Year in 2004. She's won many, many, many awards, and she is the Transitional Coordinator for the Newcastle County Votech School District in Delaware. I always tell people she's a legend in the education system for students with disabilities. She is a wonderful teacher and champion, and we're just thrilled to have Debbie on the show. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Then we have Leanne Thomas. What can I say? Leanne, we refer to her in Bender Consulting Services as our angel, which she is. She's the Human Resources Service Delivery Manager for Supporting Global Infrastructure Services for Computer Sciences Corporation. Leanne is the reason in my opinion, that my partnership with CSC has been so successful. If it weren't for her, I don't believe it would be successful. She is all about employment for people with disabilities. She's a wonderful person, a great friend and leader. Leanne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. It's my pleasure to be on the show. And I finally got you. Laura. Laura is a graduate of the Student Business Leaders Program. And let me tell you, Laura is a great young leader. I want to make sure, Laura, do you pronounce your last name Thien? Thien. Thien. Laura Thien. Laura is a graduate of our program in Delaware. She attends Delaware Technical Community College. And Laura Thien, let me tell you about her. She is a real champion. She's going to be a future advocate for young people with disabilities. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ms. Bender. Well, it is my pleasure to have all of you on the show, but I'm going to start with Debbie. Debbie, uh, before we move on with the show, I want to tell you that later this year our new project, our software project, will be released, Paychecks Not Pity. It has already gained such national attention. And for all my listeners, at the beginning, you're going to read on there about my dedication of this to Debbie Scott because she has been the inspiration to me for so much of what we've done. So, Debbie, I know my listeners across North America are going to want to hear what caused you, we're so lucky you decided to work in education with young people with disabilities, but what caused you to do that? Well, Joyce, first I have to thank you. You've kind of overwhelmed me a little bit with that dedication, and I, I, I'm just very uh, thankful to you, and I appreciate that someone in your position and your talent and your expertise would, um, would think of me in your book. So thank you very much. Um, what caused me to uh, get into education? 
I guess from the very start, I knew I wanted to be a teacher in my family. It, we just have teachers all over. <laughs> my dad was a volunteer teacher, and that's how I kind of got started in volunteer work because my mother in the early 60s was involved in this new education program called Special Education. And I used to uh, go to work with her on days that I didn't have school, and I would volunteer and work with these young adults. And I saw the potential that each of these young adults had. And for the first time that um, the community was beginning to realize that, uh, these young people had so much to offer, and uh, that just inspired me, and I went on uh, to college, and, and that's what I decided to make sure that my career was about helping others with disabilities because they had so much potential and they just needed someone, someone to take a little bit of interest in them and help unleash, unlock that potential in them. Well, you are really good at doing that, Debbie. Well, thank you. You are really good at doing that. Well, what this is all about today um, for our listeners is that over six years ago, we started this partnership together in Delaware, a student business leaders program, to help young people with disabilities prepare for the world of work. And Leanne and Debbie, for our listeners, I'm sure they'd be interested in hearing how the heck this idea first came about you know, how everyone came up with the idea and what made you go meet with Computer Sciences Corporation and Leanne. So we'll start with you, Debbie. How, how did this all come about? Well, I'm very fortunate. Um, I'm part of the Newcastle County Votech School District, and um, our mission is really to partner with business ships, uh, business partners, and we're always looking for business partners. And somehow I heard um, that uh, Mr. Wade, Church uh, uh, had was contacting uh, Computer Science Corporation, and I saw this small little blurb somewhere, and I contacted them and uh, went over and met Leanne, and it just we sat down and we started talking, and we thought about the ways that we could help improve the chances for people with disabilities to get employed not only get employed, but the real important thing, stay employed. And we just started talking, and everybody seemed to be on the same page. And, from, um, and of course, we got involved. We had the phone call to you, and you told us a little bit about your program, and it just seemed like it was the right time, the right place, and we were all on the same page together. And it was just a very exciting moment, I think, for all three, all three of us at that time. That, you know what, um, it, Wade Churchfield is the director in my company, and when you told that story, I didn't even know that part. I didn't know that you had seen something he sent out. It is amazing how many things in my life this man has done that has ended up, you know, just being part of a great thing that happened. That, that is really amazing. So you went over and you met with Leanne, and Leanne, what made you and CSC so interested in doing this? Well, at that time, there was a lot of information within the local Delaware newspaper that businesses were stating that our students weren't coming out of high school prepared for the workplace. Mm-hmm. So when I was talking to Debbie and we were talking about the students, we were trying to figure out what is it that was missing in some of the training for the local students, in this particular case, students with disabilities. And isn't the technical training those types of skills? It had more to do with the soft skills. And in Debbie and I talking about that, 
you know, things like how, how they should dress and what the workplace is like, public speaking, things like that. Um, I knew that you, Joyce, had a great program that you do for people that come and uh, work for CSC and that you would be a perfect partner for all three of us to work together to come up with something for the students. Um, we can very easily, as businesses, say that we're not um, getting the students with the right skill sets, but we really need to step up, and that's where we see a C1 to play a part, step up and help change that. Yeah, and I just want to commend you in Computer Sciences Corporation because um, for all of you listening, we started this program over six years ago on-site at Computer Sciences Corporation in Delaware, and they were so gracious that Leanne arranged this, that she would allow the students to come there uh, for a training program. And again, this whole training program called the Student Business Leaders Program is about preparing high school students with disabilities for the world of work. Um, and, and CSC is so gracious that, you know, how they have involved their leadership in this. I mean, it's been wonderful, but um, it, it truly is a partnership. It would not have worked without every person being involved in this. And I know we've received a lot of uh, email questions, but Debbie, I'll ask you the first one from one of our listeners, and that's from a Josie in Maine. And it is saying, Miss Scott, um, congratulations for the work you're doing in the United States to help young people with disabilities prepare for work. A question I have for you, is this something that is done across the country? Do you hear about this very often being replicated elsewhere? Or is this just something you've heard about more in your area? Signed, a concerned mother. Um, I'm very happy to say that this is something that is national. In fact, it's, it's beginning to be more and more international. Uh, with Canada, uh, especially Vancouver, is a real hotbed for this uh, with a uh, a programs coming out of a company called Eat and Cool. And um, I would be glad to give uh, some email addresses and phone numbers, uh, Joyce, that you can share with your listeners uh, after the program, uh, if that would help. In, our, in the United States, there is an organization. It's part of the Council for Exceptional Children. They have a branch called Division of Career development and transition and that branch is a powerful branch and it has grown and it keeps growing each year um, it is dedicated toward uh, getting students ready for work or ready for post-secondary there is also a huge effort in Washington at this time um, to do a, a collaboration projects where there's so many different agencies out there that sometimes we get lost. We don't know which one to go to and which program. And um, there's a wonderful woman. Her name is Joanne uh, uh, Cashman, I believe her last name is, in uh, Washington, who is heading up a group, and uh, they meet all over the country in different states, uh, trying to pull together this collaboration of agencies and educational people and business people to work toward the same goal in helping young people. So I, it's a wonderful time, um, I think, because there are a lot of things going on out there. And um, I, again, Joyce, I'd be glad to, you know, um, share some resource lists with you. Oh, that would be excellent. Because then we can also post that 
on our website, again, at www.benderconsult.com or voiceamerica.com. A question I have, Debbie, about that. When you say this is being done across the country, what? What is being done? Because in a lot of cities that I've gone to, when I tell them about, you know, this program, Student Business Leaders, Mm -hmm. they don't know of anything like that in their city. No, they... Partnering with companies like this. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. The partnering with companies, that's not... that You... um, You know, that hasn't come to be in all the the cities or across the country. You are definitely, Joyce, the pioneer (laughs) on that, and I can only hope that um, we can keep promoting your program. Right. Okay, well, listen, we'll talk more about that as soon as we come back from break. Right now, we're talking to Leanne Thomas from Computer Sciences Corporation, to Debbie Scott, Transition Coordinator from Newcastle County Vote Tech School, and Laura Thien, a graduate of the Student Business Leaders Program in Delaware. We'll be right back to talk to them more. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. 
Well, welcome back to the show. And if you just joined us, what a great show today. We're talking to Leanne Thomas, the Human Resource Service Delivery Manager from Computer Sciences Corporation and really the partner of Bender Consulting Services throughout CSC in all North America. And we're talking to Debbie Scott, the Transition Coordinator from Newcastle County Vote Tech School District in Delaware, and Laura Thien, a student from and graduate from our program who we'll be talking to a little bit later on in the show. But I wanted to ask you, Leanne and Debbie, uh, a couple more questions for our listeners. One question I have for both of you, and Leanne, we'll start with you. Why do you think this type of training is so important for young people with disabilities? And once again, if you just joined us, we have a training program in Delaware where we train high school students with disabilities about the world of work. Well, um, as I've heard, there's a very high dropout rate for students with disabilities, and we need to work with the students early on in high school and even middle school to help them understand what the opportunities are that are out there for them. By having a program such as this, we can help build their confidence, um, public speaking, resumes, and get them ready so as soon as they're done high school, they have that opportunity, or even during high school, to get a job and get out there in the workplace. Yes, and boy, isn't that the truth? Because we all know that the only 35% of Americans with disabilities who want to work are actually working, which is truly a tragedy in our country, especially since it's been that way even through the booming 90s. Um, how about you, Debbie? What's your opinion about this? Well, um, I think earlier you really um, said it, I think the most important thing as an educator, um, I think that the soft skills, they are very difficult to teach in a classroom. But you, we are able through um, Leanne's support, which I so appreciate, Leanne, having us at Computer Science Corporation, you allow us to come to a company. We're in a business. We're no longer in a school. So when you talk about dress and when you talk about um, things that promote professionalism and the soft skills, the students really can connect to that. And I think that's so, so important. And I think it's a piece that they they just need so much practice on. And this partnership with actually going to a business and having someone with your prestige, Joyce, come and talk to them uh, about what makes a good employee, I mean, it's just a, it's a win-win. Well, you know what? It is so important. There's no doubt about it. It reminds me of even, you know, no matter who an employer is seeking today, how many employers have said to me, Joyce, I can teach them this skill, but I can't teach them to have a good attitude. You know, I can't do that. I can teach them the skill, but they've got to have that good attitude. And that is really what needs to be learned across the board even at a younger age, in our school systems today. So, you know, I think it's just so progressive what you're doing uh, in Delaware. I really do. I just admire all of you, Debbie. You, Leanne, and all of the other teachers involved, I just admire all of you so much. Uh, but, Debbie, your opinion. What do you see as some of the key obstacles that high school students with disabilities face when they seek employment? Well, 
I, I think there are a couple of things that come to my mind as key ones. The first one is they need to be prepared to be a self-advocate, and we're really, we're really trying to promote that, teach that in as many avenues as we can through all the curriculum I know in our school and especially through your program, being a self-advocate, being able to speak up for oneself, uh, know what your strengths are, but also know where your areas of need are because if you know where you're not so good, you know what to do to help uh, improve yourself. And if that's a mystery still, when you go out to work, you're very, very doomed. You yeah. have to know what you're good at doing and you have to know where you're going to need help. And then, importantly, you have to know how to ask for that help. Yes, and if you have low self-esteem, if you, if you haven't been trained in how to do that, you know, it's just a total no-win situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the questions from one of our listeners in Kansas for either one of you, Debbie or Leanne, is um, I am in a situation where many parents are who have children with significant disabilities or severe disabilities or cognitive disabilities. And that is that I'm being told that my child should just stay in school until they are at least 22 years old. They probably will never be able to find employment after that. That is very depressing to me and very depressing to hear told to a person with a disability. So first I say, wow, to what you're doing and what I've read about, too bad we don't have that. Uh, But how do you deal with that type of situation? Do you have any advice for me? Sign Linda. Uh, What would you say about that, Debbie? Well, um, first, parents are powerful. They're probably the most powerful group of people that I know, and if they're determined, they can make changes. Um, There was a group of parents, very similar group of parents, um, I believe this started on the East Coast with, uh, it's called Ken's Kids, and they approached a company. At that point, it was Home Depot, and uh, they said, we will... Uh, provide a training coach if you will let our stu- our children work. And that's the power of being a parent. If, you know, um, it's grouped together, I think you need to have some kind of an organization is the first thing. And, and look for other people. There are people out there. There should be um, a CEC, a Council for Exceptional Children group in your state. Kansas is very strong in the DCD group, that was the division of career that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I can give you um, some contact information, but uh, I don't, don't give up. And, um, you know, look with other parents. And we just recently had a group uh, in Delaware form. Uh, you know Melanie Hoffman, one of our wonderful yeah, teachers. wonderful who participates, and she's just fabulous. Well, she um, helped a group of parents in another school district. Um, they were kind of, it was very similar to what this um, this caller has uh, talked about. I can get, I don't have their brochure, but I could get their brochure. We could get it from Melanie, and we could send it out to her if we get her address. Okay, that would be excellent. By the way, do you have any of those websites, Debbie? I'm looking. Okay. You feel free to interrupt me whenever you have. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm sorry. And, 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 well, and also, 
for the listener, one, just one thing I would say. Mm-hmm. One thing that everyone here has done in Delaware is they have raised the bar. They have not lowered the bar. And that's what I would say to you. It doesn't matter what anyone would tell me, even when I had my accident with epilepsy. You know, my doctor told me you'll either, after brain surgery, he said you'll either live your life sort of as an invalid or you'll just go on as normal. And I, I chose to just go on as normal. But, you know, when people tell you something, I don't like labeling. So, you know, you have to be that advocate. What Debbie said is true. Parents of children with disabilities are very passionate people, and they've got the power. Wouldn't you agree with that, Leanne? Yes, I think some of the students that we've talked to that have gone through the program, many have said that it's because of their their parents who have said, don't give up, you can do it, um, and getting them the opportunity to be a part of the program to see what's available to them. It's just that uh, support network that they need. They can't listen to a lot of other people. The parents have to help those students to continue and look for those opportunities and help them be successful. Yes, and you know what? You can see it in these students. You can see it in their face. How I, I always said, um, too bad that they cannot or that we did not think, Debbie and Leanne, of having a video at the beginning yeah. versus the end. Because these students are changed, so changed in that time period, it's unbelievable. And through the program, we found that, you know, when we talked to them, as you said, Joyce, in the very beginning to the end, they're just, I think the students are amazed at what the possibilities are that are out there for them. No one has really taken the time to try to help them get there in some cases. Through Debbie and the transition coordinators, at least within Delaware, they have that opportunity with us all partnering. We can help show them what the possibilities are out there for them. Yeah, and if you're listening to this show, let me just say again, Here's a group of people, a group of leaders, these teachers in Delaware and transitional coordinators that came up with an innovative idea partnering with a company, company, partnering with the private sector. And I can't begin to tell you how great of an idea that is because it's a whole new world when you're going into the business environment for your education. It really is. It's totally different than if you're just sitting in school, getting out of that environment, but actually being in as if you were going to work. It's totally different. And, Debbie, don't you think that has a major impact on them? Oh, definitely. Definitely, Joyce. And, and, And so I'm encouraging you, if you're listening before we go to break. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, 
sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at one 866 472 5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We're talking to Leanne Thomas from Computer Sciences Corporation. We're talking to Miss Debbie Scott, the transitional coordinator from Newcastle County Votech in Delaware. And we're talking right now to Laura Thane, a student and graduate of the Student Business Leaders Program. And may I say, before I ask Laura any question, I just want to tell you, this young lady really impressed me. She has really has it going on. What a great attitude and what a great future leader. So, Laura, it is wonderful to have you, a student, graduate, on our show today. So, as one of the students who actually graduated from this program we're talking about, would you mind sharing with our listeners what were some of the most important points or things you learned from the program, Laura? Um, the most important thing, I would say, would have had to have been showing initiative on the job. And then another one would probably be the importance of uh, being a good team player, mm-hmm. like which includes attitude, um, and how to develop good work habits. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the importance of independence in life after high school and in life in general. Well, you know what? If you just learned that one thing about initiative, you learned a lot. If you just learned that alone, you'll be able to change things. And what I really liked about Laura is that she participated in every event. She was eager at every event. She asked questions at every event. And you know what? If you want to learn... You've got to speak up. If you want to be noticed, you've got to speak up. And Laura is one of those great future leaders for us. Laura, what are you doing now? Where will you be? What will you be doing this fall? This fall, this fall I'm in mm-hmm. school in college. Mm-hmm. And where are you in college? Uh, Dell Tech in uh, Delaware. Okay. And, and what are you, what are you going to major in? Environmental technology. I knew it'd be environmental. Because Laura and I have something in common. We're both big bird lovers, and I knew that it would be something in that area. And you know what, Laura, I'm proud of you that you're going on to school. 
Thank you so much, Ms. Bender. That is the initiative you have. And now that I have you, I'm going to make sure I keep you as a young leader to help other people and get them motivated. So how do you like going to school there, Laura? It's, I love it. You love it? Yeah. Why don't you tell our listeners, what was that project that you did? You know the one that you did, was it last year where you bought me that shirt with the birds? Oh, uh, I volunteer basically every week at a bird, at a local, at a local bird rescue and, uh, rehab birds. And see, if you're listening and you're a young person, part of why Laura is a real champion and will be a great leader and will be successful is she already had initiative. Even though I appreciate her saying that she learned that she already had it, and she took time to volunteer and get involved. And if you really want to meet people and you really want to get somewhere, volunteerism is such a great way to do it. But I know it isn't easy for all people because I know when we talked in some of the classes, different things were brought up. But, Laura, in your opinion, as a young leader and graduate of the program, what do you think is the hardest issue for young people with disabilities in high school? I think just the fact that you don't fit in and you're separated from everybody else. But I know in high school I actually got involved with the my class of 2006 like committee, which and I did prom and stuff like that, and that was and that uh, helped me meet a lot more people, and I've actually been keeping in touch with my class president. So that's good. That's very good. Well, we have a question here from a listener for you who is a young student. It looks like in middle school who has a disability. And the question is, I would love for your guest, who is the graduate of your program, to give me advice on what do I do or how do I deal with a situation if people are constantly making fun of me at school? Um, What would you do? Go, I don't know, I would say probably go and talk to a counselor or someone with higher power and... Find out why they're, or I don't know. Um, no, that is exactly the yeah. right answer. That, that is what I would do. If, if someone was making fun of me constantly and giving me a hard time, I would have to go to someone I could trust at the school to, to sort of give me advice or help me or sort of, you know, tell me what to do. I mean, Debbie, do you offer, I assume that that happens at school. Are you? Is the transitional coordinator who the person would go to, or do they go to the guidance counselor? Joyce, um, that really varies with the student because it should be whoever they feel the most comfortable with. And at our school, we really um, we really try to get the teachers involved with the students and that they're here because they're here for the students. That's a teacher. And so whoever they're most comfortable with is who you know, they would go to. But we certainly have guidance counselors who are trained, who are willing to listen. We have the school psychologist, and, of course, I'm here. Um, So the student has a lot of adults they can go to. Often in the vocational school, it might be their career instructor, and Laura might even attest to that because they're with them so much uh, during the years that they're in their high school. 
And I would also say make friends with people like Laura. Yes. Like when Laura was in school. Make Mm -hmm. friends with people like her. Because as we always talked about in this program, that a true friend would never make fun of you. Right, Laura? Right. You know, and if you have other people that you can sort of, you know, buddy up with, it it helps so much. Because I always say where there's two or three, there's power versus when you're always alone. That's why it's good to network and get to know other people and be friends with other people. Don't you think that helps, Laura? Most definitely. Because I don't think people will take a chance of doing it as much. What do you think, Leanne? I agree. You need to use, Laura's got a great network of people that she's learned met through the program, and really you need to stick with those friends that are truly your friends, if you've, as we've discussed in, in the uh, Student Business Leaders you know who your true friends are. Those are the ones that can help you, and they've got ideas as well as the teachers, as Debbie has stated. Mm-hmm. You know, Joyce, when students become empowered, when they have their own self-advocacy and their self-determination, they have their self-esteem, mm-hmm. um, people like um, the ones who make fun, they don't matter as much, and they don't really come after you as much because you demonstrate that you are in charge. You know what you're good at doing. And you have goals, and you're going toward those goals. And, you know, you're able to face any little adversity that might pop up. So it's a lot easier when you have that um, self-esteem, self-determination, self-advocacy thing that we talk so much about. Yes. And, you know, I, I will tell you that when I was growing up, and my last, my maiden name, I have an Italian name, and it was very noticeable that my maiden name is Italian. And there were some kids, because I'm 52 years old, so I was growing up in a time where they still made fun of people, even with their you know, ethnic background. So I, I haven't had people make fun of me or say things about me. But you know what? What, what uh, Debbie Scott said is true. If you are confident in yourself and you believe in yourself, Suddenly, those people don't matter as much. You've got to get the real big picture. But it is important to have a strong friends, family, school, church, synagogue, whatever you're involved in. Um, the more you're involved in, and the better you feel about yourself, it won't. It will help you so so much. Leanne, I wanted to talk just for a moment about. Computer Sciences Corporation, because I just think Computer Sciences Corporation is a great role model for really the rest of the world to follow when it comes to your involvement and employment and education of people with disabilities. But I thought I I wanted our listeners to even hear from you. I think they'll be surprised at this. Um, If you could talk about the commitment to that student business leaders program and even how the leadership is involved and has been involved in the program. Well, I'm very lucky um, with Computer Sciences Corporation because they're very much community-oriented and want to be involved in the community and play a part. So when the idea came up to have the Student Business Leaders Program, I went to our local leadership, and at that time it was Russ Owen, and said, this is something we'd like that I believe we should be involved in to help these students. There was no question. He said, yes, go ahead and do it. And then I spoke to many other leaders like Nick Wilkinson and Jeannie Maul. These are people that are presidents, group presidents and VPs, and they all said, I support you 100%. Whatever you need, just let me know. 
So as we were doing the program, as you know, Joyce, we have Mentoring Day. Disability Mentoring Day kicks off the program with these students. Um, and then we have four more sessions, which is actually the Student Business Leaders Program. At every session we have, we have leaders that participate. We have employees that volunteer to spend time with the students. They love that activity. I've never had any question about anyone not wanting to participate. Usually it's more people want to be able to be there, meet the kids, talk to them, be a part of this whole program. So it's great. Our whole organization um, and my direct leadership, Tom Bailey and Ron Springston, always support me in making these activities happen. And I'm just happy that I ha work for a company here that really does want to help the community and is so much involved in this program and trying to do what they can to help these students with disabilities be successful. And I can tell you, every time we have our graduation and the leaders come, they're so amazed at how the students have changed through the program. From when they first met them at Disability Mentoring Day to the end when they graduate, they're so impressed with the students and how far they've come. And they have come far. They certainly have. And we'll talk a little bit more about this when we come back. Don't go away. If you just joined us, we're talking to Leanne Thomas from Computer Sciences Corporation, to Debbie Scott from Newcastle County Vote Tech School District, and from Laura Thien, who is a new college student right now at Delaware Technical Community College. This is Joyce Bender on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own Big League MVP, My Victory Plan, Potential for Greatness. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one -on -one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on 
on the Voice America channel, Maximizing Life, with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show, and what a great show this has been. What we're really talking about is a national, really sort of best practices beta project we started right in Delaware, where Computer Sciences Corporation, Bender Consulting Services, partnered with the Newcastle, the, I'm sorry, Newcastle County Votech School Districts in Delaware, five schools, right, Debbie? Right. Uh, the Newcastle County uh, High Schools, and my district is the Newcastle County Votech. Okay. We, we partnered with these high schools and with the Votech districts to put together this program, and it's called Student Business Leaders, where we have high school students with disabilities we start on Disability Mentoring Day, the third Wednesday of every October. The school districts select the students approximately, how many, 20? About 25 come. Okay, about 25 students, and they go on Disability Mentoring Day for the day to Computer Sciences Corporation for a day of job shadowing. Then approximately 20 students usually, would you say it is, or is it the whole 25? Is it the same group that then comes back for the program? Yes. yes. Then come back for our Student Business Leaders Program starting um, in November, ending in May. And I just want to tell you something. CSC has been phenomenal because they've had the president, they've had you know, senior vice presidents, they have executives at all of these sessions. And, of course, Leanne Thomas herself is at all of these sessions you know, to, to make comments, and we have such a wonderful graduation program for the students. It is absolutely the greatest program. I'm so proud of it because you see results. And that's what I wanted to talk about for a minute. Uh, Debbie and Leanne, in your opinion, what are some of the biggest changes you see in the students from when they, before they meet us or first come on Disability Mentoring Day until when they graduate? We'll start with you, Debbie. How about you? Okay. Well, the most dramatic change is always the dress. <laughs> <laughs> right away, you you they realize uh, this is uh, this is what you do. You dress for success, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing uh, how that happens. But more importantly, because um, we just like I mean that's just cute because they come almost like we call them costumes the first time, and then they're professional dress. And, and wait, I just want to say about that they take it so serious. That they get concerned and even call their teachers if they don't feel they have the right attire. Right. The next time they come, they really take it seriously. So seriously that in some of the classes, different students have come up to me and apologized because they didn't feel they had the appropriate clothes. But go ahead, Debbie. But I think the biggest change that I see is this um, person who gets up because uh, one of the and I think it's so effective, Joyce. You have them speaking in front of the group in the very from the very beginning, and you see this little uh, timid young person trying to choke out some words <laughs> and hope that he just gets through, you know. And then, of course, everybody claps, 
and everybody supports one another. And then each week you see that young person, he just he keeps growing and growing until the end of the time they're standing in front, they give their five-minute speech, and not only do they, you can just tell by looking in their eyes, they feel like they've accomplished something and they're proud of themselves. And the other neat thing that I feel in the room that it's no longer like this high school, that high school, whatever high school, it's a bonding of everyone together and they're a team and they support one another and they're clapping for each other. And it's just, um, it gives you goosebumps every, from November to May. It, it really does. It is amazing. Mm. Because the, the change, and by the way, what they talk about at that first class is what it means to be a good employee. And everyone has to give up, everyone. No one left out. No pity. Everyone gets up and gives this speech. And, you know, that's hard for a lot of people to speak in front of people. But, boy, by the end, it is amazing how they have changed. It truly is. How about you, Leanne? What what do you see as the biggest change? I think in the beginning, I agree with what what Debbie has said. In the beginning, um, I believe they're they're all individuals, but they really don't know necessarily other people in the group. And as things happen, they might laugh at something. But as they get through the program and they learn to get, they get to know each other, support each other, they learn the things of teamwork, you can see them start to actually support each other. They help each other. So that, you know, it's one whole group. They truly are, you know, a group that supports each other. If somebody needs help, somebody else steps in and does that. So I think you see them gain self-confidence where they're very, Shy maybe in the beginning, um, but towards the end, they do fantastic um, speeches. And I think one of the great things of the program is that at the end, the the actual students have to select who's going to speak for them at graduation. That's an important thing. They've built that through the time. They know which students um, are, are working towards certain things and which one is the one that they feel can best represent the group. And you even see it, Joyce, when you ask them questions about if you're a manager, you know, who would you select? Um, they have to make some choices. And through that, they're making choices not necessarily that it would be their friend they would select if they were giving them a job, but the person who would do the best job. So That's you can right. see the change of my friends are the ones that I want around me versus, hmm, I'm now thinking about the world of work and how would that be? Who would yes, I want I, to be with me? Yes, I really see a change in the person's self-esteem. I really can see that. It's like, uh, you, you know, what you said before, Debbie, about seeing people blossom and change. It is amazing how you see that. And also, really, the, the realization that, wait a minute, I can do this. You know, I can do this. I can work. I can be employed. Um, and, and then the other thing, as Debbie said, is how it becomes not all different high schools but it's one group. And let me tell you what, by the end of this, those students, I don't have to tell someone else if they're misbehaving because the students will tell that student if they're misbehaving. That's what's amazing to me is how really seriously everyone takes this. It's just wonderful. It's something that I've told people before. You know, I will never be able to put a price tag on seeing someone like Laura and seeing these students, you know, what they've done. I'll never forget ever as long as I live the change in Ruth. 
giving mm-hmm. those speeches. Remember, Ruth? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. And you know what? There's no price tag you can put on it. Or Edwin, yeah. who was in our first class and who is now gainfully employed in a field that he was not mentioning he would go into. Right. It is just so wonderful seeing the change and seeing people work and, and seeing dignity. It, there's no price tag that you can put on that. But I wanted to ask you, um, Laura, mm-hmm. what what do you hope to accomplish as a student business leader, as a graduate of this program? What 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 do you hope you can do? Uh, to become a more knowledgeable employee and uh, to gain a self uh, a sense of self satisfaction, like of knowing that I got the job done right and or by the end of each work day. Yes. Isn't that, well, that is great if you, if you do that. And I think you also will be a great role model, Laura, for so many other people that, you know, maybe think they can't make it, but, but they can. One question quickly, Debbie, that was asked by not just one, but several of our listeners that sent an email. So I'm going to condense it since it's really the same question, and that is um, for one of the teachers, which in this case would be you, Debbie, can you tell us what advice do you give to young people with disabilities who are wanting to quit school? Well, the advice is don't quit school, obviously, but more importantly it goes back to that being um, setting goals. And... Um, what is your goal? Where, where do you see yourself this time next year? And it has to start small because sometimes they're not able to look five years ahead. But so what will you be doing this time next year? Also, what's going on in their life? Because lots of times there are a lot of issues that they feel so helpless in, and that's the reason why they want to quit school. It's not really they want to quit. They just want somebody to notice them and say, hey, I need some help. So I think my advice would first come after I I knew the student and I talked with them a little bit, and then we would start trying to make some goals because I think um, I, I know that's one of our uh, classes. That's what that's what separates everyone who is successful if you have a goal. Isn't that the truth, Laura? Do you have a message you want to leave with our listeners today? I would say just get involved with your community and especially be a self-advocate. Oh, that's a good message. How about you, Debbie? Oh, definitely be a self-advocate and also do some volunteer work. So important. Leanne, how about you? That you too can make a difference, whether it's an individual or a business or all out there, we all can make a difference in helping a young person's life who has a disability. And uh, as you can see, I had three great champions on my show today. You will be reading more about this program in my Paychecks Not Pity program coming out. But for right now, remember, if you go back to the website, Debbie is going to send me some uh, sites I will put on our archives if you need more information. I want to end this show today with a quote from a very famous person right now, in our disability world, the Assistant Secretary of the Office of Disability Employment Policy, Dr. Roy Grizzard. And his quote for the day is this. Remember, transition begins. 
in elementary school. And you know what that means? That means start young, folks. For all of you, what Leanne said is true. You can make a difference. You've been listening to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. 